Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. What is going on, J-Roth Concerts family? How is everybody doing tonight? And we have a special audio episode to you guys. Another special festival episode edition, guys. And this one, uh, we just came back from Memphis, Tennessee. Obviously, you know, about three hours west here of Nashville. And uh, they had the Mempho Music Festival. And it took place at the Memphis Botanic Garden. Really nice festival. Great lineup. Guys, if you ever guys want to check it out, it's obviously at the um, beginning of fall now. So the weather was nice. The place was beautiful. Uh, I mean, it just it just eluded that like nature kind of vibes. Like you can tell that it was in a botanical garden. I just can't explain why. But it was just wonderful stuff. And uh, the lineup was fantastic. I mean, among them were Billy Strings, uh, Nathaniel Rateliff, uh, the Avid Brothers, and our guests today. Moon Taxi and Southern Avenue, two amazing bands. So obviously, Moon Taxi is a uh, alt rock hitmakers. You may have heard of them for sure. They are based out of Nashville. So we had Tyler Ritter, Wes Bailey, and Spencer Thompson. Uh, just fantastic people. We had a great chat with them. And Southern Avenue, not to be left behind, one of the most buzzworthy bands we have seen this year, not only at Memphis Fest, but also at Railbird and a whole bunch of other places. They are leaving a mark for sure, guys. And we had uh, Tirini Jackson, Ori Naftali, Jeremy Powell, TK Jackson, and Evan Sarver. Uh, just just great stuff, guys. We We talked to them about all sorts of stuff, motherhood, uh, I mean, Tirini's pregnant, 30-plus weeks, and she rocked the stage like nobody's business. So just great discussions with both of the Southern Avenue and with the amazing um, Moon Taxi. So obviously, you know, thank you guys for joining us on this journey. We have a great chat. Enjoy. Thanks in advance. And, and thank you to um, thank you to the team there at uh, Manfo Music Festival for having us over. It was a treat having us. So uh, make sure you guys, you check this out if you are ever in Tennessee in the fall, memphofest.com for info on the 2022 edition. So without further ado, let's get on it, guys. Memphofest episode featuring Moon Taxi and Southern Avenue coming up. So guys, we're here with Moon Taxi backstage at the Memphis Music Festival in Memphis, Tennessee, guys. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, you're about to rock the main stage a little later tonight. And uh, yeah, man, guys. So first of all, let me ask you guys this. How has this year been for you? And the reason why I ask is, everybody knows about 2020 shit. But this one has been like curveball you know? Mm -hmm. There's been some hope at the beginning. Then there was uh, like a celebration, maybe in the early summer then like a down period it's been like kind of like hard to navigate how has it been like for you guys as a band um you know we started playing shows early summer around that period of hope and uh uh those were like outdoor shows those were all good and we we've been on a tour that started you know i don't know it was like july august that we've kind of been going on and will continue on through the end of the year right and um man overall it's been super positive and we've uh had 
you know, minor hiccups here and there, but you know, we haven't had to cancel any shows. Yeah. Shows That's have good. been good. There's yeah. some logistical things just in the world and industry and the industry that are. Yeah. Uh, a challenge but that's in every everything right now um, yeah. but yeah I mean we're optimistic and everything's on the up and up and the shows have been great people yeah. are happy to be out watching shows Absolutely. what about like okay like your backstage like protocols you guys are like a touring band like are you guys like more like chill now like bus stage food bus kind of thing yeah, we're, we're trying to be a little more self-contained. Yeah, you know, yeah. we don't really go out. Um, typically, eat at the venue, spend time. You know, as a band and crew yeah. unit, um, just to keep each other safe. We've got families now. You know, before the pandemic, we had, or about near the pandemic, beginning of the pandemic, we only had two Moon Taxi kids. Now we've got like six, soon to be seven. You know, nice. so we've we've got families to make sure that we're keeping healthy and. Exactly. Um, so there's there's that and um, so yeah I think we're you know uh, observing the protocols and wearing masks when we're around the local crew and sure. you know so uh, and there haven't been any issues with that and fortunately since the tour started none of us have gotten sick we've had a few close calls where we weren't sure we got tested and <clears throat> have, have done everything in our power to stay safe I love it. I love it. I love it. Let me ask you, Tyler, about the um, Tyler, right? Mm -hmm. About the um, the creative process. We we're talking about the creative process, and I am obsessed with it as well. But especially for like a touring band that you guys. I mean, you guys are like road warriors. Mm -hmm. So obviously, like when it's time to make a new record, you know, you guys live in Nashville. I live in Nashville. You have the co-writes, the studio. But what happens if like you're eating food in an hour and like you get the inspiration like do you have like a setup like how does it work when you're on the road the creative process it's kind of funny you bring that up because we actually just restarted the on the road creative part process okay. last week um, I don't know if anybody was really planning on doing it but we had an off day in where were we East Aurora New York so like up by Buffalo sure and uh, Spencer and Trevor got together in a hotel room and tinkered around for a little bit and next thing we know we got a new song and start rehearsing it and sound check and so I mean we've never really had a set protocol as far as we're gonna write on this day while we're on tour yeah we you know we do a lot of stuff at home if there's time on tour and now that we're back on tour we're finding there is some time here and now we're gonna try to make the you know make the most of it sure sure, sure. sure. I mean that's that's cool yeah you guys can't like shut it off because you guys are on the road all the time right you know and if an idea like you said just sort of comes to you you know, hotel shower or wherever you are. You know, fortunately with technology now, you can make a voice memo, sing the riff or whatever it might be, and then kind of look reevaluate it later. And um, you know, Spencer is our producer, so he's got a lot of tools on his laptop, which yeah. he brings on the road. So if there is an idea that needs to be sort of fleshed out, you get the biggest part of the bus or something with that. Well, you know, it's funny. We did uh, that song that Tyler's talking about. <clears throat> uh, yeah, my own bus actually. A couple, of, <laughs> couple of them. Yeah. Daniel Lenoir kind of. Uh, and we actually uh, recorded the vocals and saxophone for that song in the, in the back of the bus because yeah. why not? We had like an hour to yeah. kill. Sure. Uh, and if we didn't do it then, we'd have to schedule it for later. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it's like it takes time uh, and, you know, planning to like do recording. But <clears throat> when we're, we're all together, might as well, might as well do it. Yeah. Done. And guys, you guys are like the quincentennial Nashville band. And I love that because, you know, I've been in Nashville you know, a little under a year. Love it. You guys are like Nashville staples. So I think this question holds weight with you guys, Spencer, and, and you guys. What do you guys make of this like new old versus new Nashville debate? Like this week from when we recorded this, 
I did the Mercury Lounge uh, said that it was going to close, right? That, or that it was going to like not extend its lease. And, um, you know, the accident had a scare over the summer. So, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, you know, the city is growing. What, like, what do you, what do you guys, like, what, what's your take on this? Like, what do you, what do you think about this? It's it, it's sad to see that it's that some of our favorite places that we've played and our favorite restaurants can't you know maintain the can't sustain I should say so much of the growth. Um, there's too you know back then there weren't that many rock clubs kind of when we were coming up, yeah. um, and you know I, I think it's just sort of unfortunate that so many of the staple venues. Uh, just can't survive and I think probably a lot of it isn't necessarily due to the pan or isn't necessarily due to the Nashville growth but also the pandemic I think took such a a tough it was a, a real hard blow for them um, yeah it's sad I don't know I mean I miss you know when we started 12 South Records 12 South was very edgy and kind of dangerous and now it's just like pigeon forge <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know there's there's a homogeny to everything new that's happening that i personally don't like but i mean city's growing like you said yeah. that kind of stuff's going to happen um hopefully the thing with mercy lounge and all of cannery um hopefully they'll be able to find a new spot i mean that, it sounds like in the lurid details with that, they knew that was coming for a while. Like their their lease was, or the property was bought a year ago, and they were just waiting to see when their lease would run out. Sure. I think they'll be able to garner enough support to find a new place. I hope so. There's some new stuff coming up though, like out in Madison. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm allowed to drop names on anything, so I won't do that. But there's some new there's some new things opening in that part of town that are I think are going to be representative of what Nashville was when we first moved here to kind of have that old quirkiness cool. back to the town. I love it guys. I love it. You guys are being so generous with your time. You have a big set to play. Quick question about Silver Dream. Fantastic album. Uh, I know you guys like, and Spencer, maybe you can attest to this. You guys kind of like recorded it in a, in a really risky, but it worked revolutionary way where like you were kind of writing and producing at the same time, right? Like in one take? Uh, yeah, a lot of it was written um, I, I mean, so, some songs yes, some songs no. Uh, a lot of it was written on a trip to Los Angeles uh, that me, Wes, and Trevor went and, yeah. and did a lot. Of, it was it was definitely an album that we did more co-writing on than than ever yeah. by a long shot. Uh, so a lot, I don't know. Did maybe half of the songs were uh, sort of born and mostly created in that setting. Um, but I mean, we always kind of somewhat do the production and writing uh, uh, a little bit simultaneously. Because yeah. I mean, in, in like a modern rock situation, you kind of need to know where it's gonna, what it's, what it's gonna sound like is part of the writing almost in a way, because it's like, <clears throat> you know, we're using the same chords and stuff that they were using 40 years ago and right. you know with guitars and stuff you have to kind of figure out ways to to make it new and a lot of that is how it sounds so that oh, it's almost like production these days is a little bit of a writing thing i love it that's cool man so i'll leave you with this we'll go around the table we'll start with you Wes. and the, the question is for everybody how are you guys in october of 2021 different from you guys in October of 2019 pre-pandemic like how have you guys what did you guys you know no longer carry with you what did you shed that the as individuals, as individuals that the pandemic taught you that uh, all that time at home or with your families kind of like you know how have you grown in this past 18 months 
I'm two kids deep uh, that I and I wasn't in 2019, so that yeah. changes things. Um, just had another one ten days ago. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. So um, that's changed things. I think Spencer and I were talking on the way here. Um, time management for me now is just completely different than you know. Like there's no free time, right. and the little free time that you do have, you want to you know, put towards your creative energy and making music and, um, you know, whatever that entails. So I feel like I'm a little more responsible with my time and okay. try to be a little more efficient with my sort of work ethic. Um, and yeah, just valuing family and, no you know. in Lower Broadway. Unfortunately not, no, no, no late nights yeah, at Lonnie's. <laughs> yeah. Lonnie's. <laughs> Lonnie's. Yeah, just, you know. Cool, man. Well, congratulations. Look at you. Love it. Spencer. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, 2020 was like one of my favorite years ever. Um, I mean, aside from all the horrible, horrible things happening in the world, I absolutely loved being at home and like, I'm an introverted person and to be told that you're not allowed to go out was like, I've been waiting my life for this. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, even though that was like just a year slash year and a half, it kind of feels like it was like a 10 year period. You know, it's like, I, I feel like I'm a little bit in a different stage in my life. I'm a little more relaxed. I'm trying to enjoy myself more yeah. than I was pre. I don't, and maybe, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's, I feel like I aged about five years in that period for some reason, but, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to trying to chill out a little bit, enjoy enjoy myself more than I used to. Right on, right on. Now the best for last. I think if you aged five years, I may have aged thirty, because I just don't care about anything anymore. I'm just so like I'm not in, in a good way. In a good way. I just I I found myself a new dad a month into the pandemic with our first kid. We're about to have our second any day now. My wife's doing a week, and. Uh, the first two months of, well, let's say, April, let's see, April and May of 2020, I should have been committed to an insane asylum. I was losing my mind from not, not knowing what was gonna happen, having a new kid, not having work to do, trying to find work to do, but realizing that I needed to just slow down and, and try to enjoy the, the moments at home. And it took me a little while to do it, but I was able to do it. And I have realized that my like personal core values are completely different now than they were in October of 19. I'm just, it's, it's more, of a fi more of a family focus. I know exactly what I want to work on at home now yeah. when I have work to do. And yeah. I, I find that now that I know what I want to work on, I have far more work to do as far as like the creative process goes than I ever did before when I was freaking out about it. And, uh, and like when I, when I mean, or what I mean by when I say I don't care about anything more, just the frivolous stuff, I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore. Like it's not important. Sure. So it's kind of a good thing. Absolutely. Well, guys, you guys have said it all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. You're going to rock the stage tonight here in Memphis, and it's been a pleasure to have you guys. Absolutely. Southern Avenue, how are you guys doing? So before we start recording, I tried saying your names, and it was like a horrible like butchering effort. So like, we're gonna go around the table, and like we make sure that there's like no mistakes with like how we, I pronounce them. Okay. Uh, Ori, man. Ori from Ori. Israel. The Ori legendary Stalin. Ori from Israel. Oh wow! You sound like my mom. Tyrion. Tyrion. Okay. Evan. Nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Jeremy. Jim. I'm Ava. Ava. 
I'm Takara. And I met you two before. Ava and yes. Takara. Yes. You know, in, in Railbird. And you guys were super fun when I met. Oh, so, yeah, thank you. Too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But, but uh, okay, okay, so guys, guys let's, let's start, start with this. this like, okay, okay, how was the pregnancy? pregnancy? I have to start. Awesome. She's yeah. getting heavy now, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she's still keeping up, so because still you, rocking you it. You told me 35 weeks pregnant. No, 30, 32. 32, 32 weeks pregnant. you rock that stage here in, uh, in Memfo Fest like nobody's business. <laughs> thank you, thank what's, you. What's your secret? Like, how do you do it? Like, what's your secret? Your health regimen, your energy? Oh, my health regimen? I don't... She eats just, very, very healthy, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, generally, yeah, but yeah. The, I don't have, like, a... I just have to make sure I take all my vitamins and drink a lot of water. And once I start moving, she'll settle in and she's like, she's like, because she gets excited. She gets excited. She hears the music and she'll wake up, sound check, and she's moving. And I'm like all like in pain. But as soon as I start moving, then she like settles in and, and it's good. She knows, she knows mommy so rockstar. She's like, okay, show time for mommy. I love it. I love it. TK. Tell me about uh, playing in Memphis, right? Because it's like, it's your hometown show. I mean, literally, when I drove by here, I drove by Southern Avenue. Yeah. It's oh, my yeah. first time in, it's, 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 it's like, yeah, it's my first time in Memphis. You know, I live in Nashville, oh, but no. so, but like, how does it feel to play, you know, your hometown show? It feels wonderful. It feels, it, I feel grateful that we're able to grow up in a place and then in the very same energy be uh, met with such love and gratitude for what we do and yeah. then just share this connection on stage for you know, whatever it is 75 minutes an hour yeah but it sticks with you yeah. absolutely let me ask you this Brian. um you know I, I remember reading like by you two when they said they play dublin or when they play their hometown shows it, there's almost like more pressure or it's like a little annoying because you have your neighbor you have like the kid you went to high school with you know what i mean it's like a different like thing do you feel any of that here well, pressure's definitely on when we play our home, hometown shows. Yeah. Like, because family's here, friends are here, everybody that knows us is here. Right. Yeah, they've seen us from the beginning. <laughs> right. Like, uh, a lot of these guys, uh, well, general people, they've seen us when we played uh, the smallest clubs in town, right. you know, on a Wednesday night, every other Wednesday. So, it's it, they've seen our how we developed and grew up as people. Yeah. But it's, and, yeah. You know. It's ultimately, though, always a good vibe. Like, where I know that it normally it takes a bit of time for you to gain the respect of your hometown and That's the music true. industry. Uh, but, like, playing yeah. now, it's like we're really embraced and uh, just really embraced. And yeah. we're lucky Absolutely. to have our friends and family come out and support and, like, be proud of us. Oh, so. I love it. I love it. Ori, when you were playing the International Blues Challenge, oh. did you think that this was like, you kind of ambitioned this, right? Like you were very certain that like you were going to be playing to 30,000 people on, on the weekends. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> no, I envisioned this. I envisioned when I was a teenager. Yeah. Like what is my favorite? Like, if, when I have a band, what kind of band will I have? Yeah. So I really wanted to, to everybody to be badass. Sure. I didn't want like any like weak link. Like so, everybody's really good at what they do. Yeah. Um, but I think that it, some people never find it. Yeah. Um, and and I was I'm lucky to be in this situation. But that I envisioned us like when I would go all my life. But when I came to Memphis, I just wanted to stay around, you know. So I didn't know if I'll get booked or not. But luckily, I still got booked. I renewed my visas all the time. And yeah. Like I never really moved here. Yeah. Uh, well, now I am definitely here. But I never really said, okay, I'm moving to Memphis. I just was lucky enough to like still... the universe opened it for you. Yeah, like people wanted to book me, so I booked and I just kept booking until um, 
you know, uh, well now I'm on, I'm on a green card and everything. Oh, beautiful. But, uh, <laughs> cool. But uh, yeah, so anyway, um, I never, you know, this is, I think we're all very, very lucky. Like just to have it, each other. Um, beautiful. You know, I think we all share that. Awesome. Yeah. TK, tell me, when did you know that like, okay, everyone can play, he can play. But like, when did you know like, okay, this is like a real like thing. Like we can actually like be like family and like do a band. Do you remember the moment? Um, probably IBC because we were all under so much pressure and we all were so new and such babies, but it was just like, we, our personalities and our energy meshed so well. Yeah. So it was fun. It was, it was very um, overwhelming to be able to connect and just have this moment of like, it wasn't just this one moment. It wasn't just, oh, we just played a show together. It was like, we showed up with everything against us and we let everything go on stage being as vulnerable as we could be not just with ourselves but with the, the people in front of us and that kind of marked the beginning of like yeah. our journey like, i love that yeah i take that tell me about uh, to be, be the love you want uh just like it's because it's more than a song it's like a way of living it's like such a beautiful like life philosophy uh, did you like grow up with this? Like, was this imparted from your family? Where did this come from? No. I, yeah. I went through. I mean, <laughs> somehow, uh, I went through a, a, ter a tough time at, at some point in my life, and sure. um, and I had to create a practice to speak positively to myself because I felt like the world was beating me up, and I started to believe, you know, the negative things that were being thrown at me. Yeah. And so I had to center myself and get rid of all the toxic people and things that were around me. Right. So all I had was myself. So I learned to be the love that I wish to have, to be the love that I wish to see in the world, and just to show up for myself and be uh, content with not Hollywood. receiving love from everybody else, but Beautiful. just embracing so, so who I am and being like, you're the shit. Love it. Be it. And spread it. And inspire people Man, to also you. do the same. So you you guys are like motivational speakers, amazing Grammy nominee. You're everything. I love it. So guys, you guys have been so good with your time and you're exhausted, you're hungry, all that stuff. So let's go around the table and uh, like just tell me, you know, from 2019 before the pandemic to now, 20, fall of 2021, how have you guys changed? Like what did you shed? What do you no longer carry with you? What introspective did you like gather from last year that you're like different now? Very really good questions. Yeah. No, really. Um, <laughs> oh well, I think I think that what we learned was was uh, to slow down. I think that we were um, chasing. Um, yeah. We were just doing so many shows uh, with any time off, and the break forced us to kind of look inside and kind of pace ourselves um, and. I think that's the, you know, kind of for me at least, that's what I, I was like, or you can slow down now. You don't have to like be um, like there's no tomorrow because I'm so extra like with, you know, I, I, yeah. I live today like there is no tomorrow. Right. right. So I needed to like, okay, you can s slow down a bit, you know. Right. Like, uh, I like that. Because I was so afraid not have gigs. What am I going to do? It was just anxiety. Yeah. Um, so it happened. Because there was know? a time where like, you, like you, you know, you're in Israel. It was like you had to. It was like your must. Oh, well, yeah, I'm talking about here. Yeah. We were, we had so many shows, uh, thank God, and we were just booked. And I was, I always had anxiety of not, because you're not, nothing here is promised. 
Like they can, people can say, oh, we don't want to book them anymore. I mean, there's no, nothing is given to us. Sure. So I was, I, I always was always afraid to not having shows, and then the pandemic came and forced us to not having shows. So I kind of went through my biggest anxiety, really. Absolutely. And I lived through it, you know. There you tell about so it. So I think that's for me. Anyway, well, yeah. yes. I love it. Does, yeah. does that people share that? Yeah. I love it. Hi, hey, man. Great. Set the bar high for the band. So know. I'm just, I, I think before the pandemic, I was a person that really relied on my routines and um, the pandemic completely screwed up those routines. And uh, I did go through a lot of anxiety in the beginning, but eventually I learned to just flow with, you know, with life yeah. and let go of the routines, make to-do lists, and then just focus one at a time. And if you don't finish, it's okay. Just I just learned to flow with the changes of life. So oh, no more routines and not as much anxiety, you know, just flowing with everything. Awesome, that's beautiful. What about you, brother? So, take like my love for music. Yeah. It was, it was, it's like been equal like before, during and after the pandemic. Sure. But like before, it was just kind of like all rolled into like one, just like music, recording, writing, jamming, gigging, touring, like like a robot. Yeah, well, not a robot, but just it's like it's just like Phonetic. it's all coming at you at the same time, and you're just like having to enjoy all of it. But it's like the time at home really like taught me like okay, this is how you like work in a studio. This is how you can like write by yourself. Or like it got me back into practicing like very like methodically and routinely. Yeah. And I was like in my own head for like a whole year. So then when I went back to playing live again, which I always like doing anyways, but it was just like, man, like a live performance is so like crazy. Yeah. And it really got me to like embrace like the chaos because there's so much noise and it's like things are breaking and things are like coming in and out of like you being able to hear it. And there's like so many variables, Sure. but there's so much like energy, like, that everyone's just like moving through it. Yeah. It's crazy. I love that. Cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. And you, my man? I just learned to go with the flow. I just, I just, I just go with the flow yeah. thing. To be flexible, <laughs> to be flexible, yeah. yeah. to be more flexible, yeah. All right. All right. Hey, that's a great skill to have, man. Because like, like we've been saying, you know, life is about curveballs. So if you're flexible, man, you're good. Yeah. Awesome. And you? I learned to embrace Ava Jackson <laughs> and release all of my limitations. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like what? Limitations. Like, you know, like sometimes you listen to people outside of yourself and you look to them for guidance. And sometimes you completely disregard the guidance that you have within yourself. Yeah. So I learned to listen to what's going on inside. And yeah. I think that everybody has that special guidance or whatever within them, but some people don't listen to it. And I think that you find the value within yourself when you just yeah. sit there and listen. You guys should do like a motivational tape. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Southern Avenue seminar or something. Like, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Alright, and the best for last. Oh. Best for last. I mean, I would say what I got what I got out of the pandemic honestly was just there's so much that there's not a lot of time in the world, but then we sat in a place where there was so much time on our hands. Yeah. And it just gave me time to really process and think about how I want to spend my time moving forward. And so I think during the pandemic, I just invested more time into more of a stable idea or concept rather than like mm -hmm. having the all these time. ideas and being on the phone and just, you know, like 
hope, you know what I mean? Just putting things off, like, no, like, we're in control of what we do. We're in control of how we want to spend our time. And, and just, like, even going back on the road, we're not hitting as hard as we were before. Yeah. So I just feel like everything in general is such, it's just easier to breathe yeah. and take in a lot more information rather than constantly, like, having to skip things, like, yes. you know? So pandemic really brought, like, a lot of peace. I love that. Well, guys... You guys have said it all. I think if we can take something out of today is that not only are you guys badass on stage and like Grammy nominee and everyone loves you, but you guys are an inspiring group. You guys like get us in tune with our inner selves and you guys have a lot to teach the world. So rock on Southern Avenue. Thanks for coming. Absolutely, brother. Awesome. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.